He does not treat us as our sins deserve. He does not repay us according to our guilty deeds. Psalm 103 verse 10 Welcome to Canaan Bound Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey. Canaan Bound Podcast is a compilation of devotional resources from those who support the teaching of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod and music from various Christian artists who support our teaching. I'm Philip Wells, and it is my privilege to be your host for this episode, episode 131. We begin with a message from Peace Devotions and Pastor Matthew Molstead. It seems like advertisers are telling me all the time what I deserve. You deserve a vacation. You deserve luxury. You deserve the best. They're trying to get at my inner self that thinks that, yeah, I have worked hard, or yeah, I am a special person, so I shouldn't worry about spending extra money on nice things for myself and buy their products. But what do I truly deserve? When it comes to spiritual things, sometimes we think in a similar fashion to those advertisers, what they're trying to get us to think, that, yeah, I have been a good person. Yes, I am special, and so God should declare me to be his child. God should prosper me and bless me in so many ways. God should give me heaven because I've been faithful. I go to church every Sunday. I give a full 10% of my income to the Lord and his work. I deserve it. But God tells us in his word what we really deserve. In Romans chapter 6, he says the wages of sin is death. You see, for us, we so often focus on those good things that we think we do. How often do we really do them? God truly expects us to do good things in thought, word, and deed all of the time not just on occasion. When we use that as a standard, we see we've fallen incredibly short. What we do deserve is really judgment, punishment for our sins and disobedience and failures to be perfect. Thanks be to God, though, that he doesn't give us what we deserve. In Psalm 103, verse 10, it says, He does not treat us as our sins deserve. He does not repay us according to our guilty deeds. Instead of giving us the punishment that we deserve, God has placed that punishment on Jesus. And in Jesus, we have forgiveness. In Jesus, God gives us only the best, eternal life forever in heaven. Thanks be to God for not giving you what you deserve, but by his grace, giving you an eternal inheritance. Amen. Next up, we have a song by Tracy Fedke, Mind of Christ. Servant like Christ, humble. 
your faith in him, your trust in him, your mind in him. Set your faith in him, your trust in him, your mind in him. Be same mindset of Christ have the same mindset of Christ the mindset of Christ the mind of Christ next up we join Pastor Tim Smith with God's Word for You. God's Word for You, Job 40, beginning at verse 20, reading to the end of the chapter, 24. Yesterday we met Behemoth, or last time we met Behemoth, a huge and fearsome creature seen by Job, but unlike anything alive today. I don't really want to spend too much more time on the is it a hippo or not question, But the thing most people recognize about a hippo is its huge mouth. Behemoth's mouth isn't really described except in verse 23 we're coming to. Another issue is that earlier in the questions about the 12 animals, the huge wild ox, which was six feet tall and six feet wide, was described. But behemoth is clearly meant to appear bigger. Now, we could say that behemoth is bigger than the American bison or the buffalo. How much bigger? Well, let's save that question for our look at Leviathan with the next chapter. But God is continuing here his description of this creature. The hills bring it their produce, and all the wild animals play nearby. Under the lotus plants it lies, hidden among the reeds in the marsh. The lotuses conceal it in their shadow. The poplars by the stream surround it. A raging river does not alarm it. It is secure. Though the Jordan should surge against its mouth, can anyone capture it by the eyes or trap it and pierce its nose? Well, what do we learn here? 
the fierce behemoth isn't really a threat to other animals which play nearby. But wow, is he ever a threat to man? Also in verse 20, we see that behemoth is fed by the produce of the hills. Hebrew is harim, the mountains. Whatever behemoth is, it requires the almost limitless pasture lamb of the pasture land of the mountains to sustain itself. It is at least semi-aquatic, lying under the lotus plants and swimming in the waters of the Jordan River. By the way, this is the only mention of the Jordan and the only mention of any river by name at all in Job. In the end, the conclusion is simply this. Behemoth is uncatchable. Martin Luther spent time comparing behemoths lurking under the lotus plants to the way the devil lurks and false doctrine lurks just a little bit under the surface. I think that was an excellent conclusion. The danger of shoehorning behemoth into some animal like the hippo is that we think of hippos as funny animals behind bars and zoos and that dreaming little boys want for Christmas. But it's a dangerous animal. And the devil is dangerous. False doctrine is dangerous. And let's never forget that our sinful human nature is dangerous too. We still have that picture of the Lord himself like a hero striding up with his sword unafraid. If anyone can catch behemoth or put a ring in its nose like my great-grandfather's bull, the Lord is the only one who can do it. Who can understand and use everything that happens in the world for a good purpose? The Lord is the only one. We cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things, but as Paul said in Romans 8, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Whether the vast, uncontrollable beast is a terrific animal, a terrible storm, a terrifying situation, the Lord is in the driver's seat and he loves us. We trust him because he is the only one who is completely trustworthy. We love him because he is the forgiving one who even overcame our sins. In Christ, I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's word for you. And now we have a devotion from 1 Peter with Pastor Mark Falk. 1 Peter 2, verse 13, Submit yourselves. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as a supreme authority, or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to command, uh, commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. What a hard pill to swallow for citizens of a nation born from this rallying cry, no taxation without representation. Submissive. What a bad word. No one even wants a puppy that is too submissive. Of course, we live in the toughest of times. No one has ever had our struggles or our challenges. No one has ever suffered before us. Other times and other places had wonderful, even perfect and noble government. By the way, that was irony, in case you missed it. In the wonder of God's governess, we are blessed to live in a country born of revolution. We have tremendous freedoms and legal protections. Still, there is that revolution. Now, some have attempted to justify taking arms against the king, that he had abrogated his power over us, that he was going against British principles. Tell that all to the martyrs of Rome who died in the Colosseum, torn limb from limb by lions, or were burned as torches in Nero's gardens. Peter himself, if tradition is correct, was crucified for the crime 
of preaching Christ. Spartacus is a great movie about a slave uprising, but Christians went another direction. They submitted to the flawed, even evil power of Roman government. No one said this was easy, but as we enjoy more freedom than many have ever seen, the concept of obedience to to authority that God has established needs repeating from time to time. Peter was writing to scattered Christians who had suffered under government. It is a contradiction in our minds that governments which God established to keep order and peace sometimes attack and try to destroy his church, that is, the people whom good government should and ought to protect. We must admit that we Americans do not excel at submission. We believe you have the right to revolt against injustice. We encourage others to follow that example. But the early Christians, many of them, followed the counsel of Peter and the Holy Spirit. There is a basis for this old truism. The blood of the martyrs was the seed of the church. The Christians of the first centuries, who preached a God of love and forgiveness, lived out this faith in ways that I find heroic beyond imagination. Would we be able to do the same? Perhaps these words should lead us to confess our sinful attitudes towards government. We might want to submit that our attitude has justified some bad behavior, sinful behavior. It is true that we are led always by imperfect leaders, sinners like us. But whether we voted for or against them, it is God who directs the process and stands behind them with his authority. Once again, we are led to the cross. We see that self is the central fact about our sinful nature that refuses to change, refuses to give ground. But our God has crucified our self in the person of that selfless self, Jesus Christ. He submitted right to the point of the cross, the most unjust of all acts of government of all time. He confessed that wicked old Pilate had authority over him, given from above. How thankful we are when we contemplate the submission of Jesus to both God and government. His submission is our redemption and salvation. His resurrection is our hope of a life in heaven, when the imperfection of this life become perfect forever. And our faith in this hope helps us obey even this difficult command, to submit our stubborn selves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men. We end our time together this week with a rendition of Jesus Lead Us On from the WLS Chapel Recordings.
You have been listening to episode 131 of Canaan Bound Podcast. This podcast was first shared in June of 2018. Peace Devotions are video devotions posted weekdays to Facebook and YouTube. Links and full text transcripts of each video are available at peacedevotions.com. God's Word for You is a daily email devotion by Pastor Tim Smith, currently serving at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Ulm, Minnesota. Archives of these devotions can be found at wlchapel.org. You can find more of Tracy Fedke's music at tracyfedke.com. We thank her for sharing her music with us this week. As always, Kanenbaum Podcast is the place to go to subscribe, listen to old episodes, or find links to the artists featured in each show. We encourage you to share Kanenbaum Podcast with the people in your life who are in need of peace and rest during life's journey. If you're looking for a church home, visit wells.net to find a Wells Ministry location near you. Thank you for listening.